Hi, I'm Katie and welcome to my podcast, My Rare Disease. This is a platform where I raise awareness of something that affects 1 in 17 people, rare disease. By chatting to patients, health professionals and advocates, we talk about all aspects of rare disease, including relationships, mental health and much more. I cannot wait for you to hear some truly inspiring stories from some absolutely amazing people. In this episode, I talked to Chloe, who studied occupational therapy at the University of Northampton and is now working as a paediatric OT supporting children with a range of additional needs. Occupational therapists are important in helping people of all ages for different reasons, for example, ageing, mental ill health and physical disabilities. And in this episode, we touch on one experience Chloe had with a child with Rett syndrome. Welcome to the, this episode of my podcast. Today is a bit different because I'm with Chloe, who's an occupational therapist. We met at uni, and I thought it would be good to get her perspective on things. So, thank you for being on my podcast. Oh, you're welcome. Um, so, would you like to introduce yourself, like when you first became an OT, where you studied, etc.? Yeah. Um, so I started studying at the University of Northampton. Um, in 2016 and I graduated last year in 2019 Um, and since then I've worked as an occupational therapist. I've had two jobs since graduating, one working in a hospital with adults and I'm now working in the community as a paediatric occupational therapist. Lovely, so people that don't know what occupational therapy is, how do you define it? (laughs) That's a good question (laughs) and one we asked a lot. (laughs) Um, So an occupational therapist basically is there to help people who may struggle to engage in daily tasks or activities throughout their life because that's what we refer to as an occupation, it's an activity that somebody needs to complete. So that can range from anything throughout your day, so brushing your teeth, having a shower, you know, self-care aspects. if you're a child, an occupation would be like going to school or for an adult going to work or volunteering. Um, and it can also involve anything that an individual wants to do throughout their day. So any leisure activities um, as well. So we help people who struggle to kind of engage in their daily life or activities um, due to physical health, mental health, um, like cognitive difficulties, um, or if their environment is like an impact as well and we look at adapting that activity to help people or adapting the environment. A lot of different people you can work with and a lot of different like services and assessments you provide too but a lot um, of what me and Chloe have talked about in the past about OT is the myths that or what people think occupational therapists do but actually they don't so we've got some here so I'm going to read them out and then you can like react and discuss them. (laughs) Okay so the first one is OTs are physios and can do chest physio. Yeah, so we get that quite a lot. So like I said, in my first um, job as an occupational therapist, I worked in the hospital and um, we were in like one therapy team where we worked. So like OTs and physios were in one team together and like throughout my whole day, I would be called a physiotherapist. Um, and we would have different colour uniforms on and it would very clearly say occupational therapist on my uniform and on my name badge. Um, but yeah, the rest of the like multidisciplinary team, so from the doctors to like HTAs or just anybody, 
really um and the patients and family members a lot of the time would refer to me as a physio um and i think it's because in hospital we would do quite similar jobs at times like we could both look at somebody's mobility but the kind of viewpoint or the aim of that is different so i would look at like somebody's mobility but i would look at it like okay so you need to get from a to b to be able to get into your bathroom or to be able to get to your bedroom to do x y and z that you need to do um whereas a physiotherapist would maybe more look at that individual's gait and what aspects physically they're struggling mm. with their mobility if that makes sense um so yeah i would get called a physio all the time and it's kind of just important to try and educate those members of staff and the the patients as well kind of just as importantly and more so so that they understand why you're there yeah and obviously the training is very different <laughs> yeah, oh yeah yeah so the, the degrees are completely different yeah. um yeah so like as the occupational therapist you can like i remember my lecturers always said you know you were jointly trained in physical and mental health um so as an occupational therapy student you have to have a placement in physical and mental health um and you can go and work in either services when you qualify um whereas the physiotherapist is kind of more purely trained in like physical rehabilitation yeah. um, and looking at like the physical needs Whereas as an occupational therapist, yes, we have to understand the anatomy and physiology of the body, but it's more looking at the skills physically that somebody isn't able to do, which impacts them engaging in an activity in comparison to... It'd be like managing pain. Yeah. Um, you're trying to like make sure people's lives are fulfilled rather than like manage things more physically, would you say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's really hard to put into words. Um, but yeah, yeah, basically. Okay, so the next one is occupational health versus occupational therapy. So they are two different things and you do yeah. not give vaccinations to people. No. <laughs> yeah, so I remember when I started my degree, we were asked to go around campus and ask people. Um, oh, I remember that when you were in wheelchairs. Yeah. Yeah, so we went around in wheelchairs just to experience what it was like um, for somebody and to look at that environment and how accessible it is but yeah so we would also ask people um if they knew what occupational therapy was and i remember that you know somebody said to me oh yeah you're like occupational health you give um like people in like hospital vaccination so that they can work and that's not what we do like i am not medically trained in like any kind of medicine or or drugs or anything like that um yeah like i'm not medically trained so i can't give people vaccinations so yeah i'm not i'm not an occupational no. health nurse or practitioner um okay the third one is your job is to help other people get jobs yeah so that's not my job <laughs> um, yeah so kind of like i've said we're there to help people to be able to complete occupations um and as i said for an adult that could be paid work so in some instances yes we can help people to be able to get work but it's it's not like we're helping people with the skills that they would need or if somebody's had like an injury or something like that then we would help maybe to like rehabilitate them or uh, you know adapt that workplace um mm you know we'll give kind of strategies and things like that for them to be able to complete their job um if that makes sense yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it does 
Um, okay, so a couple more. So you're a pharmacist. Yeah, so <laughs> I had this on one of my placements where I worked um, in a hospital when I was a student in my second year. And occupational therapists in like clinical areas tend to wear green trousers. Um, and so, yeah, so I was there and... Um, I very clearly had like a student occupational therapist on my tunic but somebody came up to me and started asking me about medication for patients and I didn't know yeah. no idea like um yeah and they thought that I was pharmacy because because of the green and trousers yeah. <laughs> um so at the moment you're a physio occupational health person and a pharmacist going yeah. well good um and the last one is you give out free equipment yeah so we do give people equipment depending on like the settings and services that we kind of working so in my like hospital job so I still work in a hospital like on the bank we would give individuals kind of equipment um but in my current job in like community pediatrics I it's kind of less common practice mm. to kind of give people equipment like we do we give like specialist seating out and things like that um but it's kind of a lot more common in like a hospital um but some people just think that occupational therapists go out and give equipment they don't understand um that maybe the reasons why we're giving that equipment is to help people to be able to like complete activities that they need to do to make it easier um or yeah to like adapt the environment and things like that um so yeah people kind of just think oh we just give people equipment um when there's like normally a purpose for that is to like make things easier for people yeah so we've had those five assumptions but hopefully you've now learned a bit more about what an <laughs> ot is um so before we go on to like rare and chronic illness um what kind of assessments or well, do some of the assessments do you carry out yeah so again it kind of depends on the setting that an occupational therapist works in um you know because if you go into like mental health and say you work in a mental health hospital and um, then the assessments are very different because it's about maybe could be about rehabilitating individuals to be able to get back out into the community depending on kind of the level of their mental health illness um in comparison to being like in an acute hospital or in the community like if you work in social services um as an occupational therapist a really big part of that is like big housing adaptations so that's completely different to like mental health in like a yeah. Yeah. Um, mental health hospital and again like community mental health is, is very different but like the principle of occupational therapy is always the same it's looking at that barrier whether that's an illness or aging or an injury um and kind of finding different strategies to overcome that so it very much depends on what service and setting you work in as an occupational therapist as to what intervention you carry out but so like in my current job as a paediatric OT um, we do a lot of like fine and gross motor kind of assessments looking at you know those skills within children because um, if children don't kind of develop those skills and they can struggle with maybe dressing or mm -hmm. kind of self-care skills or handwriting um but like in a hospital setting we don't really look at that we kind of more look at mobility and you know we would also do like cognitive assessments with maybe more like the elderly for example um 
you know, and I take people to the kitchen or do what we call a personal care assessment where we observe somebody completing personal care or in like the kitchen doing a kitchen task. Um, so yeah, it, re it really kind of depends on where you work as to what, yeah. what specific assessments or intervention you do. Yeah, so that kind of goes quite nicely on um, to the next thing. So obviously this podcast is all about rare disease and chronic illness and we were having a discussion earlier about um, like the condition you've seen recently, um, a long-term illness and how important early intervention is. So do you want to tell us a bit about that? Yeah, so a condition that I came across recently is called um, Rett syndrome and it's a neurological illness that it normally mainly affects girls and um, it impacts that child or that person's um, speech, their like motor skills um, and that kind of thing. It can impact their mobility, basically kind of impacts everything because it's, it's neurological and it, it's a rare disease. And um, yeah, so something that we would do, so it's important that from an occupational therapist people get that early intervention so they can um, try and just have the best quality of life so what I would do is like in a school we would go in and we would look at maybe if that child needed any postural support um, in a chair if they were unable to because of the neurological kind of symptoms if, if it does affect their motor kind of skills and their like control over their body um, and so we can provide like specialist seating for them um, to enable them to kind of sit so that they can um, engage in like lessons in a school or like in a nursery depending on the age um, or in play um, just so they've got that kind of optimal kind of postural position where it then allows for them supposed to just make sure they can do like the tasks at school and make sure they're yeah. Like, engaged yeah absolutely and um yeah, and then we would also maybe look at other things and how that kind of impacts them and maybe like adapting those tasks for them. But yeah, it's really important just to get that kind of early on intervention just to kind of improve their quality or to try and improve their quality of life kind of earlier on because it can affect them in lots of things regardless of their age. Yeah, definitely. And like, obviously that's one way disease you've seen, but I suppose it's interesting as like whole holistic approach how much of a disease can affect like schooling home life mm. um things like that so i'm sure you'll see like some other ones you'll, you can learn about them along the way too yeah. um so before um the quote um how much an ot can aid recovery so we spoke well we've spoken quite a lot about this but it, obviously it's not just an ot it's a whole multidisciplinary approach but we just mm -hmm. like to say alongside obviously medical care of course how much an OT can really uh, help recovery and especially like uh, make sure things are in place when they can be discharged. Yeah so it's really important for an occupational therapist to work alongside other healthcare professionals um, which happens in kind of most settings that they work in generally. Um, so yeah so especially like we've already mentioned physiotherapy and yes we get compared to them quite a lot and we get people think that we are them but they are quite an important profession for us to work alongside um, because the roles do really help each other um, because we do look at similar things but with different end goals um, and we do have different viewpoints when 
kind of looking at somebody so yeah so we aid recovery by kind of working with them um and yeah we just offer rehabilitation to individual individuals but it is very person centered so you know i it's very difficult for me to sit here and, and kind of speak about occupational therapy because it's so broad mm. like as a healthcare profession like i said like you can go into so many different things you can work with you know babies through to end of life care um you know mental health physical health learning disabilities you know cognitive difficulties it, it just it's such a broad profession um so i think it's hard for me to kind of pinpoint how we help recovery but i think one of the most important things is that we are very like person-centered um, and very holistic and the fact that you know it's very much on what that individual wants um, to kind of maybe focus on and kind of work with and, and that's our focus it's looking at those functional difficulties that they're having um, looking at the barriers that, that is causing that but within them because just because somebody's got the same condition as someone else doesn't mean it affects them in the same mm. way and it's also looking at you know even if it's a physical condition um the impact that that's having on their mental health and on them socially and you know all of those other things you know to me as a therapist that's really important to consider mm -hmm. because it's got such a knock-on effect and you know similarly if if someone's got a mental health illness how that's impacting them physically because there's such a strong link and that's kind of what Definitely. we were really taught at uni mm -hmm. so yeah so it's really hard for me to kind of pinpoint exactly how we aid recovery but i think the main kind of point is that we really kind of focus on that individual needs and how it's impacting them as an individual um and kind of talking through that with them and making sure that their kind of rehabilitation or like plan is like focused towards them if that makes sense definitely yeah. i think that um it was quite nicely onto your quote because it's kind of yeah what you've just described really so <laughs> go for it yeah so Katie asked for me to say a quote um so it's, it's OT related and it's one of my favorite ones related to OT so it's a doctor may save your life but an occupational therapist can help you live it yeah which is exactly what we've discussed um but thank you very much it's been really good to learn a bit about OT and share with other people what it is um but yeah you can listen to this on apple podcast spotify and anchor um so yeah thank you very much